time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. As this podcast comes out, we are on the eve, literally, of a new year. This podcast comes out on December 31st. By the time you're listening to this, it may be even into the new year. And so the question is, how do we move into the new year? Not just move into the new year, but how do we charge into the new year with some renewed energy, some ways of thriving in this new year? Today, I want to talk very briefly about four different pieces that you might put into your thriving puzzle for how you charge through, the pieces that are end up being the fuel for your charge to get into that new year. These pieces are ones that I've used for a number of years to try to get that best running start I can to make sure that I'm really moving forward. So let's just jump in and talk about these four different ways you can charge into the new year. The first one is something that my family has done now for over a decade, and that is that each person in our family chooses one single word, just one word. For a lot of years, I would come up with all of my resolutions, and and usually there would be one, two, three, four, five, six or seven resolutions that were fairly lengthy, almost a paragraph each one. And what I found out is that come around February 1st, if I looked back, I realized that maybe one had taken root, maybe two, but rarely had I really followed through on it because it's so overwhelming. You know, you make these resolutions, these big promises, sometimes fueled with a little champagne on how the new year is going to go. And as the newness wears off, as you step into that new year and it's yet another day and yet another week and yet another month... Sometimes we fall away. So we decided, I decided, that I was going to abide by the one-word rule. And we decided as a family that we would use that. So basically, sometime around November, I start kind of pondering it again. What is my new word that I want to live into in the new year? For myself, there are a few criteria. One is that it's got to be something that stretches me. I can't just say, Everything's the same. You know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't use the word copacetic for the word I want to live into the new year or okay into the new year. I want something that draws me through, something that pulls me along, something that I can strive for, something that I'm going to have to work a little bit about, and one that will have my focus for the entire year. I mean, that, that really is the key to this word because my belief is that if I have lived into that word for a whole year, it's probably going to stick The ways I carry out that one word are going to continue to carry me year after year. And sure enough, if I look back on the words, it's been true. One of the things we have done is as a family, we take all of the words that each family member puts in and we create kind of a word collage, a word picture, and print it out and put it into a frame. And so now we have a number of these frames that are holding our words. So this one word has to be one that really captures you. It has to be something that really pulls you along. And so one year I chose yes. You know, yes is a word that I decided would embody my year where instead of saying, no, no, that's not possible. Or no, no, I can't do that. Or no, I don't want to do that. Or no, we can't do that. I would try to say yes. Yes, I will try that. Yes, we can do that. Yes, we can move in that direction. Yes to life. Yes to living a bigger life. And so yes was my word. Another year, I realized that I really wanted to practice something else I'm going to talk about in a few minutes, and that's gratitude. So my word was gratitude. 
And I lived into that each day by thinking about the things for which I was grateful, and it created this habit of gratitude. And then another year, I realized that I wanted to take the gratitude I was feeling and express it. And so my word was thanks. The goal was for me to have conversations with people in my life for whom I I was thankful. The family members, the friends, people in my life that had meant something to me that maybe I hadn't taken the time to tell them how much I appreciated them. And so I wrote appreciation letters. I also had appreciation lunches and appreciation coffees with people and spent uh, some time coming up with appreciation gifts for people just to let them know. Now, all of those were just steps into that new year. And I've done a number of other words just to kind of take that, that process along where I can live into the year. So as I think about that word, and I, I can tell you that as I'm recording this, I still haven't quite settled on the word. I may let you know. Usually I do another podcast on the word and why I chose that word, but I haven't quite landed on it. I've got a few that are in contention. And each one is one that draws me in a slightly different direction. There is a certain direction that I want to move. But I'm thinking about the specific word that will highlight my year. When I chose that word, or when I choose the word, as I've done in the past, when I chose the word in each year in the past, it begins to be the first thing on my calendar each day. When I wake up, it tells me I have an appointment with the word. And so every single day, the first thing I see when I get up is my word. And I ask the question, how am I going to live into that word this day? How am I going to do that this day? And the nice thing about a single word is it can have so many facets to it that as I live it out, it becomes more and more multifaceted and and more and more of a depth to me. It, it, It challenged me every day to live in a new direction. So as we charge into the new year, my challenge to you is to consider picking that one single word that's going to carry you through the year and do the same thing. Make it the word that you see every single day. Don't let it be like the resolutions that to get uh, kind of dropped into the drawer somewhere and you know, it may make it long enough for you to join a gym or do something else, but not enough to really carry it into your life. Make it something that really brings you forward into the year. It should be the one word that highlights where you want to live into, not where you are right now or not where you have been, but where you want to be and where you can live towards something that pulls you forward. Find a word that has energy, live into it. The second thing is to practice daily gratitude. Another way you can make a little bit of an appointment with yourself is in the morning, schedule to come up with your daily gratitude list. Think about three to five things for which you are grateful. There's so much research right now that shows us that gratitude literally shifts your brain function. It moves your brain from its automatic fear function to an abundance function, to the, a love function. A lot of science shows that our brain is capable really of two phases, either love or fear, either looking for where the threats are or looking for where the possibilities are. And the way we unlock ourselves from the fear, which is the automatic setting, is by finding some ways of moving us into the less automatic, kind of taking our brain off automatic and going to manual, if you will, so that we're choosing how we want to drive forward. Gratitude does that simply by thinking about the things for which we're grateful. You see, every thought you have does some rewiring of the brain. 
Now, if you keep having the same thoughts, it reinforces the wiring you've already got there. So if you find yourself living in a place that is not as full as you want, it's a great way of doing that by changing the thoughts that are going into your wiring, rewiring your brain to think differently. So my practice every morning, almost every morning, unless it's a really, really bad weather day, my dog and I go for a walk. And on that walk, I do several things. One is I practice doing some deep breathing. Another is I practice doing some long stepping to stretch out my legs and make sure that they're limbered up for the day. And then I do a couple of other things. And one is to practice my gratitude. And so as I'm walking along, I ponder through what are the three things for which I'm grateful? That's just my simple question. What are the three things for which I'm grateful right now? That usually has me thinking about the day before. Sometimes it has me thinking about what's going on right around me right then, but I've made a rule that those three things can't be the same as the ones I've been naming every other time. So I'm coming up with three new things per day, and you might think, well, three things for which I'm grateful. That will be easy. If you do that every day, you're up to something like, what, 90 things, a little over 90 things that you're grateful for? Over the course of the year, that brings us up to over a thousand things that you're naming for which you're grateful. At some point, you start wiring your brain to be looking for those things, because if you're going to keep coming up with a different one, you, you have to start changing how you're looking at the world. That's why I think it's best to not pick those same three, because after a while, it ends up being kind of like that childhood prayer you might have learned where you just run through it but you don't really think about what it means or some childhood other saying that you don't think about that has some depth to it, but you haven't figured out how to connect with it. And so my recommendation is that you not allow it to be the same, that you challenge yourself to start looking for the things for which you're grateful. So every morning, just set a a little time for yourself, however you do it. It might be on your drive to work or when you're dropping the kids off at school. That's a great time to give them one more look and one more thought of gratitude. Or maybe it's when you're doing an exercise or maybe it's when you're taking a walk or maybe even standing in the shower. But find some time that consistently every single morning you commit that you're going to come up with your three things for which you are grateful. See how that transforms your life. The third way of charging into the new year is to consider where you have control and what you choose. Control and choice are powerful places for us to reconsider. Because what I've noticed is that when people are stuck, they're often trying to control things they can't control. And oddly enough, not controlling the things they could control. So if you will, just for a moment, imagine a big circle around all of the things that you're concerned about. It could be your kids, it could be your parents, it could be your, your spouse or siblings or friends or work or the weather or the government or you know so many things you put into that circle. They're all the things that have your concern. You're concerned about those things. And then recognize that the things that over which you have those concerns are likely things over which you have no control, including your kids, including your spouse, and including lots of other things that we try to control. And then if you will, just draw a very tight circle right around your feet. Imagine that. And you're standing in that circle. And then we'll look at the things over which you have some control. Now, in between where you have control and that circle of concern, you also have a circle of influence. 
you might actually be able to influence some people because of how you live your life, but it's not direct, it's indirect. They have to choose to allow that influence to happen. You don't have it directly. So let's go with the things over which you do have control. I believe there are only three. I believe you have control of your aspirations, your attitude, and your actions. Your aspirations are your dreams. That's some of the things we tap into when we think about that word, that one word that's going to guide you through. That might be about your dreams, about what you hope for, what you're moving towards. You have a choice of how you choose those aspirations. You get to choose them. You can choose to say, I want to write a book, or I want to travel the world, or I want to you know, find my, the love of my life. There are so many ways you can, you can have that aspiration. Now, you might not have direct control over the attainment of that, you, you, but you can choose to aspire to that and dream about that, and then your actions might move you in that direction. So you have control over your aspirations. Now, notice I didn't say you had control over your fears. Fears just come upon us. Our brain is wired to look for fears. We can find a fear anywhere if we're not careful. So as they pop into our head, then we have some choice on how much energy we give that. And when we choose to move towards our aspirations, we tend to give less energy to our fears and more energy to the possibilities. The second thing over which you have control is your attitude. I don't mean have a good attitude, right? I don't mean to always be upbeat, but to have an attitude that you'll figure things out, that you'll be okay, that you have this. That's a choice of attitude. When I was teaching scuba class, we would always have some talk, and my, my dive pal, uh, Ray, who was also my co-instructor, always started with this conversation about having a positive mental attitude, PMA, he said. The positive mental attitude was that we expected students to try things. Instead of saying, I can't do that exercise, I can't do what you're asking me to do, to, to say, I will try to do those things. Now, notice we weren't guaranteeing they could do them, just that they had agreed to have an attitude that they would give it their best shot to keep working towards it, to try to figure it out. We all, every day, have a choice on which attitude we're going to have, even if we don't know it. We're making that choice, and that's the second piece, that once you realize what you can control, then it becomes a matter of choice over what you will control. So we have a choice over our attitude. Will I hold to the fact that I have uh, control over that, that I can choose to keep trying, to keep pushing forward, to try to figure out how to make the best of things? That's a choice of attitude. The last thing that we have over in our control are our actions. Actions are our outward representation. So it's the words we say, the words we don't say. It's the actions we take and the actions we don't take. What we say, what we do. What we don't say, what we don't do. Those are within our control. So many times I've talked to people who did something or said something and they would say, well, I can't help it, that person upset me. Not realizing that they're trying to get away from the fact that they made a choice. It may not have been uh, a conscious choice, but once you realize that you're controlling that, it's in your choice. I once had a couple in my office, and the, the man kept raising his voice at his wife, and I pointed out that he was yelling at his wife, and the husband said, well, what do you expect me to do the way she's doing that? I, I can't help that. And I asked him a simple question. If you were standing in the court of law, and the judge said the exact same thing that your wife said in the same tone, in the same volume, would you respond the way you did? And he said, of course not. And I said, why not? 
And his simple answer was, because I didn't want to be in trouble. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to be in trouble with the judge. And my point was that if you choose at one place, you're choosing at every place. And so part of stepping into the new year is being very clear about what you do control. And any time you uh, take some action that is against what you know is best, it's a choice you've chosen. Even if you don't want to acknowledge the choice, once we realize what we can control and what we can't, then we're looking at our choices. And that brings us to our final piece, which is a choice of whether we're contributing in the world. One of the things that's very clear is that when we act in ways towards others, that's helpful for others, that's leaving the world in a better place, we find a better place for ourselves. Research shows that when we do for others, the positive effect on us is much higher than if we get something that we want, if somebody does something for us. Whatever windfalls we might find along the way are always going to be uh, outclassed by when we decide to make a contribution to the world around us. Tony Robbins talks about this as one of our spiritual human needs that we often don't tap into, our need to contribute and our need to grow. You're likely listening to this podcast because somewhere in you is that belief that you need to grow, but there's an equal need to contribute, to step back and ask, how can I give back to the world? So my challenge for you in 2019 is to choose that one word that will draw you through the year, to consider practicing that daily gratitude, to think about what you can control and recognize the choices you make that then lead you to perhaps choosing to face the world from a place of contribution. What can I give to the world, not what can I get? I hope this helps you as you gear up for 2019, making it the best year yet, which we'll top again in 2020, as we move forward in our life in thriving ways. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you check out my books. You can find them at Lee Balcom, that's L-E-E-B-A-U-C-O-M.com, LeeBalcom.com. You'll find my book, Thrive Principles. That's 15 Strategies for Building Your Thriving Life. You'll also find the link to The Immutable Laws of Living, which is about the places where we get stuck because we're breaking laws that we didn't even know about that are all around us all the time. And my new book, The Forgive Process, which is about how to build uh, a method, a step-by-step method, a process to forgive and let go. There are some other books on there about relationships. If those sound like things that would be helpful, please visit me at leebalkum.com. Otherwise, I wish you the best as you charge into the new year. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.